Hey there, Blazer fans, and welcome to episode 41 of the Dragon's Den, a podcast for those that bleed green and gold. Today, I have one of the recent UAB football legends, Mr. Ty Long. Ty played for the Blazers from 2011 to 2014 and has had many years in pro football in the CFL and NFL and is a current NFL free agent. Before I head into the episode, know this week in Blazer history segment at the end, but I'll definitely have one for my next episode with basketball season starting next week. Thanks for listening. All right, Blazer fans, I've got my guest here for episode 41 of the Dragon's Den, former kicker for the UAB football team from 2011 to 2014, Mr. Ty Long. Ty, how are you doing today? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm uh, excited to be here. Ty, I um, I really appreciate everything you did for the UAB football program, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting to know a little bit more about you, but I'll kind of take it back a little bit. Uh, for my listeners, um, you attended Roswell High School in Georgia, one of the top prep kickers in, in Georgia as a senior. Um, you, you were a place kicker and punter at, at Roswell and uh, had some big kicks in high school. When did you start playing football and what got you into kicking? Yeah, I've uh, I played football my whole life. My dad um, sort of got me into it. I mean, I've always sort of, I don't know, it's just something I've always done, you know, even when I was a kid, really young. Um, and then I guess uh, the team needed a kicker when I was really young. And my, I think my dad just sort of volunteered me for it. And uh, it's something I've just, you know, I guess I've taken it pretty far. So uh, but done it since probably in games since I was eight years old. OK, well, what schools were looking at you coming out of high school and what made you land at UAB? Um, you know, I was recruited by a lot of schools, but no one really offered me except for South Alabama and UAB. Um you know, I, I wasn't highly recruited, um, had a, like I said, I had two offers and, uh, South Alabama and UAB weren't necessarily at the time, uh, offers that people were taking, you know, that were somewhat life-changing, you know, but I looked at, uh, I came on a visit to Birmingham or to UAB and got to see what Birmingham was and really enjoyed the visit and the coaching staff and uh, sort of was looking at, I was like, man, here's an opportunity for me to play as a freshman. And uh, that was the biggest thing for me is I wanted to, you know, play as a true freshman and um, UAB gave me an opportunity to do that. And, you know, and uh, ended up being, you know, one of the bigger decisions of my life. I didn't know it at the time, but uh, you know, I'm thankful I came here and it worked out. Well, you stepped in, like you said, and you made an immediate impact at UAB, hitting 16 of 19 field goals your freshman season in, in 2011. Uh, and that was the most of any true freshman kicker in the country at that year. What was the biggest adjustment to kicking in high school versus college? You know, it was such a – feels like such a long time ago now, but I don't, I don't really remember what was hard about it. I just remember it was just, you know, the – kicking kicking was the same it was just adjusting to the environment of being a college athlete you know adjusting to the, the new schedule of school and um just the, the pressures that came with it you know the job stayed the same but it was just adjusting to the outside uh, noise and to all the aspects that come it came with being a college athlete I, th- I feel like that was always the toughest part well you had two game winning field goals that season versus UCF and and ranked Southern Miss what do you remember about those uh, kicks that season? You know, I remember I was, you know, I was actually talking uh, about that the other day, the UCF kick. I think we were like 0-5 when uh, we had that field goal. And it felt like we won the dang Super Bowl when that happened. Uh, you know, I, I remember the the night out 
more than anything. You know, it was such a fun night with a bunch of my teammates and, um, and you know, people from the school, obviously. And just uh, that, that's what I remember the most. You know, the kick seems like a blur at this point. But uh, I remember the night out was a lot of fun. Well, your sophomore season, you set records for the longest and the second longest field goals in UAB history. The longest was the 54-yarder at Ohio State. Second longest was two weeks later with a 53-yarder against Southeastern Louisiana. Um, I'll ask you about the longest. What do you remember from that moment, and what, what was the feeling like to do it at the horseshoe at Ohio State? Yeah, I remember how loud it was, and uh, I just remember with, with Coach McGee, you know, getting to play with him was cool because he had so much confidence in me and the sense of just, you know, he'd send me out there for anything, you know, uh, even the 60 yarder that got housed in LSU, you know, like he would send me out for literally anything. So, um, yeah, I just, I just remember how loud it was and it was, you know, but essentially when you get back there, you know, you get locked in. And yeah. I, you know, that one was a, that one was probably one of the cooler moments of my career. Well, you had a good junior season as well. But I'm going to fast forward to your senior season in 2014. UAB got off to a much better start that season, and you were having a very solid season as well. You made the game-winning field goal at Florida Atlantic with three seconds to play to get UAB to its fifth victory. Uh, that had been the most it had had since 2009. What was the feeling like going around the team in those final weeks with only one win needed to go to a bowl? Yeah, I think that's, that's the one thing uh, Coach Clark did so well was uh, – getting everyone to buy in and sort of believe in everything that he was building was, was going to work. Um, you know, so uh, there was definitely a cool time in the sense of like, man, you know, obviously we haven't been in a bowl for three years. I mean, for the first three years, we really didn't do anything. Um, so that senior season, having the opportunity to go to a bowl game um, was just, uh, you know, it was obviously a cool time. And then, you know, obviously all the other crap happened shortly after and, so that it was, you know, it sort of went from this high feeling to this, you know, dark, uh, negative feeling. Well, UAB lost the next two, won a close loss to number 18 Marshall, but got a win in the last game of the season against uh, rival Southern Miss. Rumors were going around about the unclear future of the football program going into Southern Miss week. Did you hear about any of those rumors or was the main focus for the team just beating Southern Miss? Oh, no, everyone was talking about it. Yeah, it was, it was definitely something that, you know, um, you know, that, that staff was sort of new to, they didn't, I don't think they really realized um, what UAB was dealing with, you know, I mean, if you weren't sort of in the program for a few years um, and knowing um, the difficulties UAB has had in the past with getting certain things done and, um, you know, whoever is to blame, right. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think a lot of the coaches really knew at the time. Us players who had been there for three, four years sort of knew what um, what was going on. But, you know, I didn't think it would ever get to that. You know, I, what it, what happened, I thought it would, you know, I thought it would sort of fizzle out. But yeah. oddly enough, it didn't. Well, obviously, we all know what happened the following days after Southern Miss. Uh, in the infamous video after the shutdown, you were one of the most outspoken guys on the team it may sound like an odd question, but you were a senior on your way out, you know, on your way to life after college. Why was it so important to you to stand up and be a voice for the team? Yeah, it's sort of something that just happened, um, probably through frustration and anger. Um, 
it wasn't something that I just was like, oh, I'm going to do this. You know, it was couldn't be farther from the truth. It was more just like in the moment of the conversations we were having and everything that was going on, you know, uh, you know, obviously UAB played a big impact in my life. And um, I felt like that was um, an opportunity for me to, you know, no, I've always been a believer. You got to stand up for what you believe in is right. You know, and um, that's sort of all that was, you know, I mean, especially when that video was made, none of us knew that was being reported. Um, I think if any of us knew that was being reported, none of us would have said anything. You know, it was, we sort of thought that was a closed room and an opportunity to speak uh, to the decision maker of what was going on. And um, yeah, so, you know, I guess it worked out that it was videotaped, but, you know, Tristan and I definitely did not know that was being recorded. One note I had about this episode, you played for three different coaches in your four years at UAB. You've already mentioned two of them, but your freshman year, you were with Neil Calloway, sophomore and junior season, Garrett McGee, and obviously your senior season with Bill Clark. What was that, you know, constant turnover like in coaching for the team? And what was it like for you? Yeah, it's sort of something I've, um, you know, I feel like I've dealt with my whole throughout my entire career is um, new head coaches. I mean, and in decision makers, you know, even when I was, you know, through college, I think I had three, yeah, so three head coaches. And then when I got to the CFL, you know, I had a, uh, a different general manager throughout from the first year to the second year. And then when I was with the Chargers, I had two head coaches in that time there. And, and you know, it, and a lot of times it makes it tough because you have to, um, essentially it's like another job interview every time a new coach comes in, you know, when a new boss comes in, you have to show who you are every single year and you got to prove yourself in this business every year. But, you know, I'd say it's, it's, it can be difficult at times because sometimes, you know, um, you don't always match what that coach is looking for or what that general manager is looking for or whatever it is, you know, this is the nature of the beast in this business. But, um, you know, it, I was fortunate. One good thing about it, I was fortunate to meet a lot of people and get to play for a lot of different personalities and learn how to work under different environments and circumstances and, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, as at times, you know, it can be difficult, but, you know, like in every situation, there's, there's pros and cons to everything. Well, after college, you had a couple of opportunities in the NFL with the Washington Redskins, as they were known at the time, and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. What was life like during that time for you trying to make a team? Uh, you know, at that time, you know, not really knowing what I didn't know and understanding the business of the NFL and what it was like, you know, I mean, um, you know, sometimes when you're young, um, you can – you know, not get an opportunity just because you're young, you know, and um, at that point in my career, I was just trying to make it and do whatever I could to, you know, try to get an opportunity in the league and see what it could provide. And, uh, you know, that was just this, you know, I was 23, 20, 22, 23, 24 at this time in my life. And I was just trying to freaking make it, you know, and just try to grind through it. And uh, yeah, you know, it feels like forever ago now, but it's, uh, yeah, it was a crazy time in my life. And, you know, I'm thankful for it because those, those hardships, you, you learn a lot. It's not hard, but it's just, you know, when you're trying to accomplish a goal, you know, 
it can be in, and you're not able to do it sometimes it's tough so but you learn through those moments well after those two years you went up north and you played in uh, in the canadian football league for two seasons with the bc lions and did very well as a place kicker and punter uh, you were an all-star in the league both seasons and you were named the team's most outstanding player and most outstanding special teams player uh, i'm going to kind of merge this question with one of my social media questions i got from paul ensign on facebook what was it like playing in Canada and what was it like playing on a bigger, longer and wider field? Yeah, the CFL is a um, really cool league. Loved playing up there. Um, <clears throat> environments were cool. Um, yeah, I think adjusting to the size of the field was something different, you know, because it, you know, it is drastically bigger. I think the, it's 65 yards wide compared to 53 and a quarter in the NFL and American football. And then, um, you know, but playing up there was was a lot of fun. It was another time in my life where, you know, I got to live in Vancouver, British Columbia for two years. Um, and just, you know, adjusting to that, you know, uh, while trying to be learn how to be a professional. And um, it was it was a fun trial. Tri There's a lot of trials, but it was fun. You know, I learned how to to be a pro in this league. You know, that's the thing about being a professional athlete is, you know, fans don't really care what's going on in your life. They just expect you to show up on game day, you know, and that, you know, it's hard to understand that until you're getting into this business and, you know, playing in the CFL really showed me that and helped me get to the NFL, obviously, you know, and learning those lessons has allowed me to, you know, have a seven year career, five, five playing, but doing it for seven years now and um, going on eight, um, you know, you learn a lot through that stuff. Well, after those two seasons, the, the BC Lions released you to pursue an opportunity in the NFL uh, you signed with the L.A. Chargers and played with them for three seasons, primarily as the punter, but also stepped in at kicker due, uh, due to teammate injuries. What is the pressure like of being a kicker and uh, or a punter in the NFL? It's a it's a, it's a lot. It's a you know it's very uh, weighs on you a lot. When I was doing all three, um, you know, because it's you know I'll never forget when they came up to me and it wasn't this hey we can. I remember them telling me we can sign somebody, but there's no one better at doing all three than you. You know, we there's not a better kicker kicker on the street. So it, this this feeling of it was, hey, you know, now it's they expect me to be, you know, best on the planet at punting, best on the planet at field goals, best best on the planet at kickoffs, all in the same time. You know, uh, part of me took it as, hey, this is an opportunity for me to separate myself from other guys around the league. Uh, to show what I'm capable of doing, you know, and, and I was able to do it until I hurt my foot, which was, um, you know, I played through it for three, three games. And then, um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of pressure at the time, but you know, this, this job is about managing pressure. What were some of your favorite memories from your time with the Chargers? Ah, you know, um, it's a great question because there was a lot of tough times in the sense of, you know, I played two seasons in the middle of it was COVID. Right. Yeah. So um, you did, there was a lot of stuff that you didn't get the full fan experience. You know, you didn't get to do what you normally do. Like, you know, normally when you go out on away games, you get to go out to dinner with your teammates and get to do all these things. But for two years, we really didn't get to do that. You know? So there was a lot of moments that a lot of us got to miss out on, um, you know, but I got to play in some cool games, got to play a game in Mexico and, probably the biggest stadium I've ever seen in my life, you know, and played a Monday, I think it was a Monday night game against the Chiefs there. And, um, you know, 
I got to uh, be a part of a lot of cool moments and, you know, me myself, I've done some, some big things in the NFL and um, still have a, still have a lot to do. Well, I know you are always staying ready for your next opportunity in football. What is your typical routine for staying ready? Yeah, so I'm training um, five to six days a week right now, um, sort of staying ready for whatever, for whatever comes and um, whatever workouts come about. And um, I've had a bunch of workouts this year that have, have gone well, and it's just you're just sort of waiting for when a team really needs a punter. You know, it's one of those those jobs that um, you're the holder as well, so teams are hesitant to change their punter unless they really have to. So there hasn't been too many too much movement in that regard but you know i'm sort of training five six days a week um in the gym and then uh on the field two to three days a week um so it's definitely a lot of work but it's uh i love doing it it's something i'm passionate about and um especially that i'm motivated that i got more to prove that it's uh that i'm excited to get back well one of the coolest things about the long family is that your younger brother is following in your footsteps and is a redshirt freshman kicker slash punter for UAB now. What is it like seeing him go to UAB? Yeah, it's cool. You know, we get to see him a good bit. He comes over to the house sometimes. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> I sort of told him when he got here is make make your own path, man. You know, you know, because uh, um, at the end of the day, me and him are very similar, but very different as well. And he's got – his own abilities that he's really good at and um, it's cool for him to be there. And I've just encouraged him to be the best version of himself and always strive to do that. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, I'm really proud of him and uh, you know, he's, he's a great uncle. He's a great brother. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. What were some of your favorite off field memories from your time at UAB? Oh, there's, there's too many, you know, I mean, <laughs> I think that's that's something where Birmingham has become home for me. Um, being born and raised in Atlanta, I've been fortunate to live in so many places like L.A., Vancouver, D.C., and uh, uh, all over. And, you know, Birmingham has just always been that. It's always had that home feeling for me. And, um, you know, there's just there's so many people that have been such a special part of uh, my career through UAB and, and past my playing times at UAB and, um, yeah, just Birmingham's just got a lot of uh, nostalgia to me. I love it here. You've played in some of the biggest atmospheres in football, both college and NFL. What was the toughest atmosphere you played in? I, yeah, I'd probably say that Ohio State. You know, I think that place was, you know, it, it was tough because there was so many people and um, the, the sidelines weren't big, so the fans are right on top of you. Um you know, playing in the NFL, there's there's been some tough ones, you know, but those college atmospheres, man, those things are different. You know, you know, I, you know, Philly, Philly's a tough place to play. Uh, Detroit, tough place to play. Um, you know, just the fans, wise they're on you, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. they don't they don't hold nothing back. So uh, let me just leave it that way. <laughs> Well, I know we've uh, touched on staying ready for that next opportunity, but how is life overall now? Uh, I understand you've got your own little blazer. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. So we we uh, we got a house in Hoover last year, and um, we love living here. And um, Harper was born uh, last Halloween, and um, so she just turned one, and um, 
yeah, we, we love it. And just enjoying being a dad and, um, growing our family and, uh, just taking it day by day, you know, but these moments that I have had a little bit more off time than normal over the last six years. So, um, we've got to experience some things we haven't been able to do over the last six years, which has been really cool. And so like anything in every situation, there's a lot of pros and cons to everything. Well, how can my listeners engage with you now? Uh, usually pretty active on social media through Instagram and Twitter. And, um, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've been very blessed for all the support that I've had over the years from all the UAB fans. And, um, you know, I, I encourage them to keep staying and supporting these teams and, um, that the UAB has, I mean, UAB is definitely on the rise and, um, it's really cool to see. And, you know, a lot of it comes from the support that, the, the fans do and I've always been um, very grateful for when I go to a game when I see people how um, welcoming and just how kind people are you know I've just been very thankful over the years that how, uh, how blessed I've, I've been okay Ty I got a couple more questions for you one of them is, is my social media question um, it comes from Curtis Jeter on Facebook he's a former UAV defensive lineman and a guest on the podcast and I'm kind of paraphrasing here but he wanted to know how much he knew about the history of UAB football program when you played for UAB. And uh, did you know much about the kickers and coaches that came before you? And how much do you know now since graduating? Um, honestly, I didn't know too much about it. Um, you know, I, I met a lot of the, I met a few of the, like the kickers that were before me once I got here. Um, but yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know too much about it. I mean, I, I, like I said, I got to meet some guys, but uh, for the most part, I was just sort of, like I said, I was coming here because I knew there was an opportunity. Okay. Well, uh, I got some rapid fire kind of lighthearted questions to end, a, uh, end it for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Just first thing that comes to mind. Ready? Here we go. Favorite sports movie? Go. Uh, Sandlot. I love that one. What was the last Halloween costume you wore? Uh this Halloween we were uh robbers and Harper was a money bag. <laughs> uh we know you're a good kicker. What's something you're not good at? Uh dancing. Okay. What is one of your biggest pet peeves? Smacking and my wife slurping her tea. <laughs> and the last one, who was your favorite athlete growing up? Hmm. Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods, and Chipper Jones. All right. Well, Ty, man, I really appreciate it. Uh, I know I got the it's awesome to get to know you a little bit better. I know the listeners are going to enjoy it too. Uh, thank you so much for all you did for UAB and continue to do for UAB. And um, we're all rooting for you and your future opportunities. But uh, thank you so much for being on. No, I appreciate you having me, man. And uh, you guys are great. Thank you. Go Blazers. Yes, sir. All right. I want to thank Ty for his time and all the special memories he gave us both as a Blazer and in pro football. And I know that I speak for Blazer Nation when I say that we are definitely rooting for him in all his future endeavors. As I said at the beginning, know this week in Blazer history segment today, but I'll have one for my next episode with basketball season starting. I know we're all looking forward to that. I'm going to try and have another Friday giveaway coming up soon. So be on the lookout on my social pages for that. But until next time, thanks again for listening. Good night and go Blazers.